Hello, and welcome to this edition of the Oregon Wine History Archive podcast. The Oregon Wine History Archive is located at Linfield College in McMinnville, Oregon, and is dedicated to preserving and sharing the Oregon wine story. This podcast will share these stories through oral history interviews we've conducted throughout the industry. Please enjoy these stories. My name is Rich Schmidt. I'm here at St. Joseph's Winery with Joseph and Lily Fleischman. Uh, it's November 9th, 2018. Uh, and we're going to start by asking you guys, why wine? Well, uh, we have a, a, a relationship with wine because my grandfather used to make wine in, in Hungary. And uh, Lily, Lily I, I told the story to Lily and this is why it started. So let's back up a little bit and talk about how you two came to the United States and how, and how you met. Um, so take us through, uh, you were born in Hungary, Lily, you were born in Germany. How did you guys get to the United States and, and how did you end up meeting? Well, it's a, it's a complicated story actually. Because hmm. uh, she came to the United States to, 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 to Chicago and I, I lived near Chicago and uh, the relatives that uh, her relatives that I knew, they, 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 they had a, a, a friend of mine that was, was uh, trying to set, a, set him up with her, <laughs> and, and, and it, it didn't work out. Fortunately for you. Uh, that's right. <laughs> Lucky for me. Yeah, so this is how we met, outside of Chicago in Mon Montgomery. How did you come to be in Chicago? Well... <clears throat> I had a vacation coming, and I thought I'm going to go and visit the United States. Had relatives there in mm -hmm. Chicago, near Chicago, and I wanted to stay a year. I promised my parents I'm going to, after a year I'm going to come back. Well, since 1960 I'm here. <laughs> so, but we met, like, a, like he said, and, uh, in Aurora, Illinois, mm -hmm. and uh, that's... That's it. That's how we met. <laughs> and what were you doing at the time in Chicago? Well, uh, we, we came back from, uh, from, uh, from swimming because it was Sunday. Oh, that, that, I worked in a bakery mm -hmm. for a while, and, and, and uh, after that I got tired of getting up in the morning, so I, I, I changed uh, jobs, mm -hmm. and I worked for... Uh, for a metallurgy mm -hmm. uh, outfit, and then I worked till till I, I went to New York. Mm -hmm. my, my cousin in New York uh, wanted to open up a restaurant, and uh, well, he wanted to have me involved in it. So we 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 we, we, we did, and this is uh, how. Everything got started. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about about Oregon. You're okay. You're okay. Come on in. I'm so sorry. That's okay. We we know that. <laughs> You're all good. So let's talk a little bit about um, Oregon. How did you end up coming into Oregon? My brother moved out to Oregon, and we helped him move. It was the the month of April, <clears throat> nineteen. 69 yes, and uh, 
When we came up to Columbia Gorge, everything was in blue, but we thought that can't be because Chicago had dirty old snow still on the streets. And when we, like I said, when we came up to Columbia Gorge, we thought that is just magnificent. Shangri-La. <laughs> so, and that convinced us to move. Mm -hmm. So when you decided to move, how did you go, how did you go about finding where you wanted to be? He always wanted to have a piece of land with a, with, with a creek running through it. And uh, we looked at Montana, Wyoming, but like I said, when, when my brother moved, so we got stuck in Oregon. <laughs> we saw this, this, this farm and just fell in love with it. Was there something particular that drew you to it? Well, uh, back, back in Chicago, I also worked for Senator Lee, which is a one of the biggest uh, baking companies, mm -hmm. and it's, uh, we, we, we made only cakes, no, no, no bread, no, no, yeah, just cakes. And uh, they were doing uh, lots of, uh, lots of uh, blueberry cakes, and, and I read that uh, Oregon starts growing blueberries, so that's what I had in mind mm -hmm. to come out here. Nothing, nothing about grapes. Mm -hmm. So, so you started growing. So, did you start growing blueberries then when you got no, here? I just uh, as soon as we came out here, nobody knew anything about blueberries. <laughs> nobody knew it. It was just somebody. Well, there's a, a place that they had about maybe five acres of blueberries, mm -hmm. and, and, and he was the only one that grew blueberries in Oregon. And, and, and I contacted him and talked to him about it, and he says, don't, don't do it. <laughs> so, and back there, back in, the, in the Illinois, they, they were talking about harvesting it, wind machine harvesting it, all that. All that thing that is going on right now, mm -hmm. that was talked about back then, and nobody, nobody knew anything about it. Mm -hmm. So once you got here and you, and you found the, the farm, what was your next step then? How did you get from there to planting grapes? Well, it took us a, a, a while because uh, if you plant grapes, you need the money. <laughs> and we didn't have any. <laughs> so uh, our family, you know, helped quite a bit. So, and, uh, and this is how we actually got started. What what gave you the idea to plant grapes on this land? We have the hillside, mm -hmm. and uh, we always were looking at the hillside. And I, uh, one day I said, "Why don't we plant grapes there? It looks like Germany." And uh, so we started. And it was 1978. Planted the grapes. And so, when you started, did you? Did you go to anyone for help? Did you just kind of figure it out on your own? Like, how did you learn how to grow grapes and, and, and that whole process? Well, how did we go? We, we, we talked to uh, some, some people that we know, and uh, they, 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 they came from California, and we had friends living in California. Mm -hmm. So we just go by, we, we visited them in California, and we seen how he, he did it and he gave, he gave us a thing that, you know, he it. So it's something like, uh, you know, you learn how to swim. So that, this is how we 
actually got started. So mm -hmm. we, we started planting the grapes. And, wh and what did you plant at first? Was it Pinot Noir to start with or something we, else? We planted Pinot Noir, Chardonnay, Riesling, and uh, Cabernet. Uh, and Gibbert's mm -hmm. Those are the varieties, the varieties we, we, we started. And then later on, we just uh, added more to it and all that stuff. And so right now, we have whatever we have. <laughs> Can we take a so uh, when you started planting grapes, as I understand it, you still had some bakeries in the area here as well. So how were you, you kind of managing well, all of that? Uh, worked a lot more hours. <laughs> when, you, when you planted, did you have the idea of someday being a winemaker? Was that ever a thought? <laughs> yes and no. You, you, we, we never planted ahead. Just from one day to the other. Oh, you, this, this, you know. So later on, we, we met uh, uh, Knudsen, Myron, Myron, Edelsheim, Edelsheim. You know, all those people there, the old timers. Mm -hmm. We met. Mm -hmm. So you just talk, and then this is how how it, back then everybody was in the same boat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So except. Uh, uh, Knudsen, Irat, Irat is the uh, is the one that uh, you know. He said, "Oh yeah," and he he's a German background also. Mm -hmm. So we we we, we talked and we, we spoke German, you know. So because we wanted to show everybody that we still know. <laughs> it's not that we you know we needed it, but and we're still friends with them. Mm -hmm. So you think you think I see. Oh, almost every month. Love him. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's nice. And, uh, and well, like I said, this, this is how I got started. Back then, everybody helped everybody. Mm -hmm. Right now, back then, we had about 30 wineries operating. Right now, so how many is there? 700, 800? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, and they, they, they come from everywhere. I mean, we came from somewhere too. It's not that we didn't come from anywhere, but right now they come from anywhere with a lot of money behind them. So mm -hmm. it, it's it, it's different. So small winery like we are, we really have to struggle. Mm -hmm. I mean, not not struggle, but we we, we do have to worry about everything mm -hmm. that, we, that we do. And my uh, our daughter and our, our our son, those are the only two people that we have who come from us. Mm -hmm. uh, and they're... And your son-in-law. And the son-in-law, that was just to guide So, you know, everybody is focused on maybe taking, taking over. Mm -hmm. Not maybe, they are. <laughs> so come back to that in a second, but I'm curious. So Lily, it was, it was actually your idea to plant grapes here. Yeah. Uh, what was what were you did you did you have any inkling that it would, this would ever happen when you when you thought about planting grapes on the hillside? Well, I was thinking having a, a winery. So you, you you had that you had that idea already yes. at that point. Yes. At what point were you able to say we're going to do this and, and kind of let the other things go and, and, and become a become a wine family? 
so after we harvested the first grapes <laughs> we thought what have we done <laughs> yes, and then uh, we, 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 we met uh, the Bill, Bill Nelson mm -hmm. you know Bill Nelson mm -hmm. yeah he, he was he was a a friend of ours or maybe maybe not but you know something about, you know we we, we we met him and we we talked we went on vacation together and I, I you know it doesn't doesn't matter you know, it, a lot of a lot of things kind of puts good good went, went to that direction mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So tell me about some of the early challenges you faced as you were, you so you harvested your first batch. Right. So how did you sell it? How did you, how did you market it? Well, we, we, we had a distributor. Well, we, we, we got the distributor, but you know, that was, that was out of, out of, out of the blue, mm -hmm. we, we, he invited us and then he took us out. He took us out for for lunch, and he said, "Did you want us to be your distributor?" And we were flabbergasted because, well, because that was the hardest thing to do. Mm -hmm. And then he took us, and this is how it got started. Were there uh, were there like initial reactions to your wine? Did did you sell it mostly at the beginning? Did you sell it to people in the area? Were you getting it into into grocery stores and restaurants, or how yes. how were you selling it at that at that point? With the distributor. Okay. We went with him to to stores mm -hmm. and uh, to restaurants and had tastings mm -hmm. and lots of tastings. Yeah, competition was big mm -hmm. then already. Mm -hmm. So. Well, because this is when it got started, you know. Mm -hmm. we, we we didn't get really we didn't get involved fast enough because we're we, we just didn't know what to expect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we, we, as long as we had something to eat, we, we didn't worry about it. <laughs> Uh, but uh, after we sold the bakery, we sold the bakery in '82. This is when it got to be, and we we farmed on the side anyway. Mm -hmm. So we had an income from the farming side. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious about the your kind of your early consumers because the 1980s Oregon not exactly a big wine place yet. So. No. Were people, did people have an expectation of your wine? Were you, did they have any idea what fine wine should taste like? Were you doing a lot of education? We, 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 we had, a, like I see that this is a distributor. There were a bunch of guys there. We, we, we just fell in love with mm -hmm. I mean, we just got along with them really well. And they, they, they helped push the, push the wine to, to, to the stores and, and Mm -hmm. And our, our big, biggest, uh, biggest uh, sales, uh, which impacted a, a lot, was our 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 Gewurztraminer, mm -hmm. and uh, that uh, we had, like I say, we had a lot of friends in the whole business there. So she said, 
well, could you make that gibbetsometer the way we, we she used to come down to the, the Ryan Center mm -hmm. and she said could you make it the same way as, as, as it is tasting right now I said nobody likes to do that and then uh, we, we did that anyway <laughs> and there was uh, the first it year first year we sold out early early the second year we, we sold out you know so something was a uh, that we, we got to be known a little bit. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that was the Lady Gibbertsomy, it's called L'Esprit. 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 What does that mean? That means the spirit of it. Oh, okay. So yeah. to, to, to get that, we, we, we had, because there's a, there's a clothing, clothing uh, outfit, it's called the, the Esprit. Esprit. And, 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 we were trying to trying to get that, and we talked to doctor uh, that they did they did not want to do that. So Tara, she she took French in in, in school. Mm -hmm. She says, well, why don't we just call it Lespri instead of Esprit? And Lespri is good. <laughs> Perfect. So. Yeah. So Lily, I'm, I'm curious about sort of the, the early days as you were getting into this. How did you guys kind of figure out your roles and, and, and make everything work as you were starting to make wine and, and farming on the side and dealing with distributor? How did you guys sort of figure out day to day, week to week, how it was going to work? We got to be very busy. <laughs> so helping in the winery downstairs, we had a lot of friends who don't donated their, their time, oh, yeah. and uh, it was just wonderful. Mm -hmm. Without and, the friends, we couldn't have done it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, then we entered the, those wine in competitions, mm -hmm. and a big hit was our 85 Pinot Noir, and uh, it got gold medals, and took the only gold for the state of Oregon up in Washington. Wow. So it was kind of exciting. But she, she always, you know, because I had to stay home, do the do the farming and the, the, the winery together, and so she is the one that promoted everything. She was a big, big biggest uh, help that we. Well, she still is <laughs> the number one marketer, right there. Yes. Yes. So I'm curious in those in those early competitions, um, was it? Uh, were there a lot of wines involved in those? Oh yeah, yeah, and it was coming from all over the country. Or? Okay. Yes, yes. Interesting. So we, we yeah. have a, a cabinet. What is that? Where all, all, all our medals are? Yeah. I don't so, know. They, they, they moved it. Uh, <laughs> as long as they're here somewhere, right? <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's a lots of medals we got, and this is how we got started. Sure, sure. Yeah, so, was there a, a moment for you guys when you felt like? you had arrived, like you had achieved this? Uh, was, it, was it winning that gold medal or was it something like that where you were you yes. kind of like, we're, we're doing the right thing, this is working? Right, right. Yeah, sure. I mean, you got the motivation going. Right, 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 so. Sure. I'm curious about the, the name St. Joseph's and, and how you came up with that. Well, the St. Joseph, uh, uh, my, my grandfather that had a winery in Hungary, his name, my name is Michael. Mm -hmm. and. Uh, I, I was going to name the winery St. Michael's, and I was procrastinating. Uh, and and uh, a guy that worked worked for us at a, at a bakery, he had a good friend 
who was working for the OLCC. Mm-hmm. And he says, Joe, you better go out there and, and register your name. I said, oh yeah, I'll go out there. And that, that was about maybe two, three years before I woke up that I will do it. Mm-hmm. And then when I, when I did it, it was too late. Same, same Michelle in Seattle took it already. I said, well, and we were Catholics, and uh, the priest, we were kind of a friend of the friend of the friend with him, mm-hmm. and he, he says, why don't you just call it St. Joseph's? I said, I'm not a saint. He <laughs> says, I know that. <laughs> so, but you did it anyway. <laughs> he talked us into it. So this is how the St. Joseph's started. Excellent. Um, tell me a little bit about, uh, as you developed sort of a grape growing and winemaking philosophy, uh, what, what was it and how did you come about the right way to grow grapes, the right way to make wine? The right way to grow grapes is, uh, like I say, it's from the friends in California. Mm-hmm. They, they kind of helped us do that. Mm-hmm. But uh, to, to make the wine, I, I lived in Germany nine years. Mm-hmm. And this is when I, I, I started the, the baking and the apprenticeship. And the apprenticeship is uh, three years in, 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 in Germany. Mm-hmm. Back, back then, they probably still are the same. But back then, uh, we had the, the brewers, the, the winemakers, and the bakers all together in one class. So there's three or four brew, brew, brewing guys and mm-hmm. about maybe 15 bakers and uh, about maybe three or four winemakers so that the teacher was uh, telling us you know okay this is how we're going to make the wine yeast and all that stuff mm-hmm. everybody had to listen because they were sitting in the same class so this is how i got uh, the the first of the knowledge and later on it just uh, with, with a lot of books mm-hmm. Did you define that you were that you were making wine for your taste, or were you making wine more for what was what would sell? Uh, at the beginning, it was it was uh, all, all all about our taste, mm-hmm. <coughs> and well, later, later on, we found out you know that you have your taste is different than mine, so we uh, we we have to tell the the people. Yeah, yeah, because this is your customers, mm-hmm. so it, it's not not your taste as much as somebody else's. So, so Lily, tell me a little bit about the development of the property uh, to this beautiful room we're in now, and, and other the other facilities for winemaking. Tell me a little bit about the kind of the how that evolved from when you bought the farm. Jeez. This is a f- an old. Dairy barn. Dairy barn. Mm. It had uh, a flat roof. Okay. Yeah, a photo over there. And uh, we thought we'd have to just do something with it. And uh, I would have had, uh, would have been happier if we would have started from ground up and not had a barn to work with. <laughs> but like I said, we just had that and uh, gutted it and went year by year something different mm-hmm. so and right now it is well it's just a beautiful spot and it took a while to get there it sounds yes. like yes yeah. um 
So I know that this is the year you're celebrating your 40th anniversary of, of your first planting. Uh, what, how, how does that make you feel? What does that make you think? What does that make you feel when you think about that? Because I never had no inclination it's going to be like that. I, I didn't have anything to say, oh, I want to be there. You know? mm -hmm. Because just, just every day, whatever it is, mm -hmm. you adjust on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And it's, like I say, we, we have to adjust ourselves to our wallets, not, not, not to the, our, our, our dreams. Mm -hmm. Did you ever think it would it would make it this far? In a way, yes. Mm -hmm. Because uh, we're, we're the closest winery to Portland. Mm -hmm. We get a lot of traffic uh, coming this coming this way, mm -hmm. and uh, so we thought well, it has to be something nice. Mm -hmm. So little by little, we did it. Lots of friends. They all talk to us. <laughs> they still are friends. Tell me a little bit about the St. Joseph's as a, as a family business. You mentioned uh, your daughter and son and son-in-law as part of it now, too. Uh, was that something you had hoped for and in, in, intended to do? Yes. We're hoping, still hoping that they follow our footsteps. So. Not another 40 years. <laughs> Uh, and so I know that Tara and her husband Carl are involved here and also have their own winery. So is the, is the hope is that they, they will... Tasting room. Yeah. Fez, Fez, Fez run. Is right. the hope that they will eventually be running this as well? Yes. 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 Well, our daughter is, is in charge of this. It's in charge? Yeah. And you hope it will continue as a family business beyond that? I, Absolutely. Yeah, you're right. We hope so. Good. Tell me a little bit about, uh, we, we talked a bit earlier about this, the size of the industry and that it was you know, 30 or so wineries when you started and 700 or 800 now. I, I, I don't know exactly it's, it's how many, but Pushing I, I, 800 now, yes, that's about right. Yeah. Uh, besides the size, I'm curious what other changes you've seen, uh, what are the things you've, you've seen change in the industry in, in, in 40 years? Everybody got bigger. Yeah. Everybody, even you know, all the west, we all always call that's the west side. We are on the east side. Mm -hmm. it seems like the I five is dividing the the, the both sides. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, when we when we were doing it, we were only having Watson brothers and us were the only ones on this side over here. And right now, how many is it? Maybe fifteen, twenty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you know, everybody got big, mm -hmm. and and not not only not only wineries, there's a, a apple apple cider and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. It all all has something to do with consumption of wine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it, everything got bigger, and 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 the whole economy I think started uh, showing that. Mm -hmm. Lily, is there anything, anything you've seen that's, that jumps out at you as a major difference? Well, I don't know. Do you think the, the industry's in a better place now than it was when you started? 
Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yes, uh, you know, definitely think so, because, uh, like I say, it's it's there's uh, lots and lots of big wineries mm -hmm. from area, somewhere else came in, and uh, while well, they are taking over, and actually, it's for the small guys like us, we have to think differently mm -hmm. than we did before. Right now, a distributor doesn't even want to pick you up uh, because uh, you cannot supply the whole, mm -hmm. whole I don't know what, what he's handling, you know. So there's a uh, Gallo is in here already in Oregon and, and, and Kendall Jackson and, mm -hmm. and uh, you know. It's just get to be very, very, very big and, and actually they are our competition mm -hmm. and we cannot compete. How can we compete against uh, or Saint Michel and all that, all those people? Mm -hmm. It's uh, not, not 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 as easy. Friends do help, mm -hmm. but they, uh, before that, I think friends helped a lot more. Positive thinking, you know. Mm -hmm. So what have what have you had to do? You mentioned having to sort of change how you approach wine sales and things like that. So what what have you had to do to deal with the size and the, like you say the people like Gallo and Jackson family coming in? How how have you changed what you do? Well, you go into a grocery store, mm -hmm. look at the shelf. <coughs> when we started, it was not not even half half the size, <laughs> and we were we were we were displaced. Mm -hmm according to whatever we had. Right now, just uh, Sunday, we were in the one store and I couldn't even find myself, really. So, this is a competition mm -hmm. because, you know, I used to be able to say, well, oh, it's just Fred Meyer's handling us, Safeway is handling us, you know, Thriftway stores handling us, you know, stuff like that. You, you can find us right, right there, Albertson, I cannot say that anymore because I don't know who is having it. Sure. So, so that's that's a that's the competition. <coughs> I'm curious as you as you look back, if you have some, if there are particular moments or or stories that stand out to you as like kind of your, your what you're proudest of uh, from your time here in Oregon. Is there a certain thing that you think about and think I'm, I'm really proud about this? I think we are. The, the, the winery is uh, is really, really. I think it's nice. It's, it's, uh, it's, uh, we have know. a great following. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So and uh, we strive just to have a good product, mm -hmm. so people know us, and uh, come out to the winery, which is important. Mm -hmm. and a whole whole different uh, sales sales. <coughs> Is uh, yeah, it has to be. Mm -hmm. It used to be a, a lot simpler selling. Mm -hmm. Totally around. Mm -hmm. Lot simpler. So, what do you hope is in the future for for St. Joseph's? What do you hope to see down the road? Uh, I hope it uh, continues. Mm -hmm. After after we're gone, uh, who knows? You know, because I, I still 
Do you want to see it grow or change in any way? That, that, that's up to, up to what, what the market uh, is, is going to dictate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is there anything that you uh, uh, would like to uh, would like to try, uh, grow something different, a uh, different kind of variety? Is there anything out there that you've always wanted to try or you kind of like, like the wines you're making now? Well, it's, it, 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 uh, I think there's more boutique mm -hmm. style mm -hmm. winemaking done right now. Because <coughs> uh, you've been kind of being squeezed out of the, the shelf space. Uh, and what about the future, uh, the future of the wine industry in general here? I mean, we, we're talking about it here. Uh, is it going to continue to grow? What do you see Oregon wine looking like in I mean, yeah. 20 years? Oh, anybody, yeah. Anybody that doesn't, doesn't think that it's going to grow, it <laughs> needs to be a cap. <laughs> it, it definitely is. What uh, do you see? Do you have any other thoughts on the future on what else it could, what else it could look like? Do you see... Uh, a cap on how big it's going to get? Is it just going to keep getting bigger and bigger? Uh, the whole industry? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think yeah. it is. Because, uh, you know, uh, they're, they're talking about uh, the, the, uh, global warming and all that stuff. Is, and it seems like uh, people from, from California are coming in here already. So, I don't know. I'm not a scientist in that respect, so I, and, and we had hot day, day days in the, in the 70s, mm -hmm. and we have hot days right now. Mm -hmm. So I, I was not comparing it from just... Mm -hmm. True. True. Um, any other, anything else I should have asked? Uh, any other uh, thoughts here uh, you'd like to mention? I've kind of wrapped up my questions, so is there anything else you'd like to say, or? I don't know what to say. <laughs> We've told a great story, so I appreciate that. Lily, anything, anything you'd like to mention here at the end? Well, I just hope that uh, even if it stays like it is, we're doing well. And the market always can be better, mm -hmm. but that's up to us. Mm -hmm. So, and uh, I think that Tara, Carl, and Kirk. They're able to get along with each other and, uh, and make a living. Mm -hmm. that, that everybody has to make a living regardless whatever they are doing. Mm -hmm. Without, without, without the, the green stuff, the money, <laughs> you cannot not survive. Mm -hmm. All right, well, thank you both so much. I really appreciate your time and your thoughts here. Uh, we'll go ahead and wrap up recording here so you can be. Thank you for joining us for this edition of the Oregon Wine History Archive podcast. And thank you to all the supporters, partners, donors, and interviewees who have made our project a success. Be sure to check out our website at OregonWineHistoryArchive.org for more interviews, plus photographs, wine labels, and more. And stay tuned for more interviews as we tell the story of Oregon wine. The Oregon Wine History Archive podcast is brought to you by the Oregon Wine History Archive at Linfield College. The executive producer is Kiana Anderson. 
producers are Rich Schmidt, Rachel Woody, Stephanie Hoffman, and Camille Weber. And a special thanks to all the Linfield Archive students who have contributed to these oral history interviews over the years.